Well, the House of Commons Transport Committee will hold its first hearings into airport delays and flight cancellations next week after agreeing to launch an investigation on Monday. It comes as there are more and more stories of angry passengers being refused compensation by airlines for delayed and cancelled flights. Now, Canada's passenger rights charter, the Air Passenger Protection Regulations, mandates that airlines pay up to $1,000 in compensation for cancellations or significant delays that stem from reasons within the carrier's control when the notification comes 14 days or less before departure. So within the carrier's control, that's the important part here. However, airlines do not have to pay if the change was required for safety purposes. So that's exactly what airlines have been doing with staff shortages. They've been citing safety reasons. Now, again, there is a regulatory body in charge of all this. The Canadian Transportation Agency handles complaints about air passengers' rights. And they recently ruled that in most cases, staffing is, in fact, an HR issue. And passengers should be compensated when airlines get that wrong. So why is it that happening? We spoke to Gabor Lukash of Air Passenger Rights on Monday about this very issue. And here's some of what he had to say. The biggest problem is that right now, the entire system, the government, the regulator, are not working in the public interest. They're working to serving the airline's private interests. That's where the root of that problem lies. If you missed our conversation with Gabor Lukash on Monday, you can always find it on the A Little More Conversation podcast, available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Gabor, by the way, is not alone in his criticism of the Canadian Transportation Agency. It continues to come under fire from critics, including Lukash, who just there, who say... The agency just isn't doing enough to hold airlines to account and champion passenger rights. They point to the fact that three years after new rules came into force on air passenger rights, the CTA has not issued any fines to airlines related to passenger compensation claims for flight delays and cancellations. Well, joining me now to explain is Tom Uman. He's Director General of the Analysis and Outreach Branch at the Canadian Transportation Agency. Thank you so much for your time on this Friday. My pleasure. So, I mean, we've been seeing a lot of uh, stories about this of late. Uh, what's it been like on your end? How many complaints are you receiving? Is it up? Do you have the staff to handle them? Uh, complaints have been uh, coming in at uh, a faster than usual pace, but uh, but we are tackling them as they come in. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's business as usual in terms of the agency uh, handling complaints. Do you have the staff to handle that? I know that there's been, I mean, obviously, if you have an uptick in complaints, um, there are then delays. Uh, What should consumers be expecting when they file a complaint with you these days? Uh, well, so we we do have the the staff to process uh, the the complaints. Uh, the way it works, Ben, the the rough rule of thumb that I keep in my head is that uh, roughly we process. 13, 14,000 complaints a year with our staff uh, uh, as it is. And, you know, we might get uh, 14, 15,000 complaints a year. So depending on the year, on what's happening, uh, we, we, we process roughly the complaints we get in a given year. Now, there's been a lot of anger these days, specifically over one issue, and that's compensation for delayed flights. And it's obvious because of just the, the sort of chaos we've been seeing uh, at airports in Canada with lots of flights delayed um, due to staffing shortages. You have a position on this. I know there was a recent ruling. What, in your mind, is uh, an airline's duty to its passengers when flights are delayed because of staffing issues? So I should preface that, Ben, by... Uh... 
by saying, before I respond, by saying that uh, the way we handle complaints, when we adjudicate them, we treat every case uh, based on its merit. So every case is slightly different. Every case uh, in every dispute that's adjudicated, we have uh, evidence brought to the table by both sides. And that evidence is weighed by a panel of appointed members who make a decision based on the evidence of that particular case. In the case uh, that I think you're referring to, Ben, uh, uh, it was an important decision because uh, in this case, LaRoe versus WestJet. Mm -hmm. What we said in that decision, you know, aside from our particular ruling on, on what the passenger should get, we said, here's the agency's interpretation of uh, the particular flight, flight disruption in question. The flight disruption in question was one in which the, uh, there was a, a, a disruption due to a crew shortage. Okay. And so the, uh, the agency heard the evidence and the agency, very importantly, very importantly, interpreted the a APPR. That's what, that's the great thing about the complaints process and, and uh, us working through the complaints process. The agency can issue decisions, they're legally binding decisions, and they also interpret the APPR for future reference. And what we said in this case, in this particular case, is that uh, normally crew shortages are within the airline's control. Why is that important? As you may or may not know, Ben, we have three categories in the APPR, those flight disruptions that are within airline control, within airline control, but required for safety, and outside airline control. The first of those categories within airline control uh, has a larger set of entitlements for the passenger than the others, for obvious reasons. Because if a flight disruption is within airline control, we expect the airline to do more for the passenger, right? right. And what this decision said is uh, normally cruise shortages, uh, according to the agency's interpretation, are within airline control. Why? Because, because airlines are responsible for their own HR, right? They hire, they train, they... Uh, you know, they schedule staff, they, they should have contingency plans when there isn't enough staff. So all these things associated with human resources are within airline control. And therefore, we said crew uh, shortages are within airline control. Those flight disruptions are within airline control. And the expectation is that airlines provide passengers with the entitlements for something that's within uh, airline control. I should mention that APPR refers to the Air Passenger Protection Regulations. Uh, in this case, though, I mean, what appears to be happening, at least according to the complaints we're seeing from consumers and passengers, is that airlines are not taking this or don't seem to be taking this uh, as precedent. They seem to be continuing to say that uh, staff shortages are a safety issue, in which case it's outside their control and therefore uh, they're not on the hook for it. Are you seeing that? So what happens in a lot of cases, Ben, is there's a, there's a timing issue, right? So airlines may have established policies in the previous months uh, about how to handle certain issues, right? We just issued this decision a few weeks ago, and, and we, we think it's a pretty clear decision, uh, you know, notwithstanding the fact that each case will be 
judged individually on its merits. We think the interpretation was pretty clear, but it it takes some time for that to have an impact on the system, right? So if an airline has had a, a policy for months, then, you know, surely uh, I'm guessing that what their people are going to be doing is they're going to be analyzing the decision. They're going to be uh, dissecting it to figure out, therefore, based on this, what they should do going forward, right? That's not an overnight thing. No. What powers do you have if they don't? So when the agency issues uh, a decision uh, that orders the airline to do certain things, uh, if the airline doesn't do those things, uh, then that's a violation of the act and and, uh, an investigation can follow for not following an agency order, and that can be subject to uh, monetary penalties or fines. Uh, What is the most significant fine that you've levied against an airline for related to passenger compensation claims for flight delays and and compensation? Uh, You know, what what is the most significant fine that's been levied against an airline in a case like this? Uh, All of our fines are listed on our website. They're all spelled out, so you can look at each and every one of them to find out what was the reason the fine was levied and what was the amount? It's all right. there on, on our website. Right. Uh, just off the top of my head, though, I mean, what, what, what is that? You must know the most significant one. Uh, so they vary depending on the incident. Uh, so you'll see that there's a table that says, okay, for different levels of seriousness, uh, which we classify between level A and level D, you'll see on our website, and each each part of the act and all of our acts and our regulations are spelled out. It says for this act, for this regulation, for this provision, the minimum amount is so-and-so, such and such, and the maximum fine is this. So it's, it's all very clear and it varies by the specific provision in question. Is it fair to say you've actually never levied under these new rules that came in three years ago? You've actually never levied a significant fine against an airline related to compensation claims for flight delays? We've issued uh, a lot of fines. Uh, if, in fact, since uh, since the APPR came into force, yeah, you'll see on our website that we've listed uh, at least 77, 78 cautionary notices, which are warnings, and uh, about $100,000 worth of amps. And I can tell you that there are a number of ongoing investigations as well. Right. Uh, but but no, I mean, I, I just to get back to the monetary, is, is it fair to say that you've actually never uh, levied a fine against an airline that was related specifically to passenger compensation claims? Uh, I, I, I think if, if you check out our website, you'll see exactly uh, every single one of the of the fines that we've we've levied. Tom Uman is with us this half hour. He's Director General of the Analysis and Outreach Branch Outreach Branch at the Canadian Transportation Agency, which handles complaints about air passenger rights. We're talking about a, a very hot-button issue these days, which is compensation to passengers uh, for flight delays, because there's been a lot of anger over the past uh, few months about passengers uh, not being satisfied with the, with the compensation uh, claims they're putting into airlines over delayed and cancelled flights. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more just about the regime itself. I know there are new rules coming into place uh, in September, uh, which may change things somewhat and we'll uh, talk about those when we come back. Tom Uman is my guest this half hour. He's Director General of the Analysis and Outreach Branch at the Canadian Transportation Agency. They handle uh, complaints about air passenger rights once uh, if need be, uh, if uh, the customer and the airline don't agree on them. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of obviously criticism of of the way the, the CTA 
operates when it comes to airlines in these situations. I don't know how much of it is fair or unfair. Um, what do you think? Do, do customers not understand what your role is? Is the criticism that you're getting uh, unfair? Do you feel like you're doing an adequate job when it comes to policing airlines and to making sure they're treating their customers properly? I understand the frustration that's out there these days. And I, I know that frustration is directed not just to government agencies, but to the airlines as well. So I totally get that. I, I would want to assure passengers that we are going through the complaints uh, as quickly and as efficiently as possible. You know, uh, sometimes uh, passengers may feel that they're not being heard by the agency. I can assure you, we diligently keep track of every complaint and, and we are we will get to your complaint. Uh, you do have new rules, uh, I understand, coming in uh, in September that uh, will alter uh, the compensation rules for airlines when there are delays. Uh, what do those look like? What change? What difference could they make? This is big news. It's big news for September. It's specifically September 8th, 2022, so less than a month away. That's the day we address a gap in the regulatory framework in the Air Passenger Protection Regulations, the APPR. So just contact right now airlines must offer refunds to passengers for flight disruptions within the control of airlines if the passenger is not satisfied with the revised itinerary the new requirements that come into force in september require the airlines to provide passengers with a refund even if the flight disruption was outside the airline's control if they can't be rebooked to fly within 48 hours and the refund must be provided within 30 days that's a big deal it ensures there's a refund obligation for delays and cancellations that are outside airline control, as well as those that are within airline control. And that strikes me that it would take some of the nuance out of what is what is within and without uh, what is within an airline's control when it comes to these issues. Exactly. Because if you've got something that applies, whether something is within airline control or outside airline control, well, that 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 removes a big gap, right? Was there not a, a talk as well of increasing the fine? Because I know the fine at some point was uh, instituted way back when, I think in the late 90s, uh, for about $25,000 if there were violations. And that uh, you were looking to increase. Is that still happening? Or you can tell me a bit about that. Well, uh, uh, you, you may know this, like many agencies, uh, the uh, the Canadian Transportation Agency has an annual report. And in our annual report, uh, we list uh, for the government what we see as possible changes to the act and to the regulatory, uh, to the legislative framework that could be improvements. And, and you will have noted that uh, we do in a recent annual report recommend to the government that uh, that statutory uh, level of fines be increased. Um, if, for consumers out there, for customers who are looking at your agency, I think that what we're seeing here is frustration and suddenly an awareness of what the CTA does, or at least what the APPR is. Um, how, how do you explain to consumers exactly how your process works and why it may seem from the outside that you don't necessarily hold airlines to account the way some might expect you to? Well, I think uh, the the you know at the end of the day. Uh, the key is the number of satisfied customers, satisfied uh, people coming out of our complaint system who you don't hear from, right? Uh, inevitably, you, you hear from uh, uh, those who are unsatisfied with the response. But the reality is, you know, over 97% of our complainants uh, find that their issue is resolved in uh, facilitation. So 
even before it gets to a formal tribunal hearing. Uh, facilitation just involves an agency employee, so not not a, a, a an appointed member, but an employee, a public servant, sitting down with the passenger and the airline, sitting down virtually with the passenger and the airline to resolve the problem. 97% of cases, it's resolved there. Um, will this summer... And what's happened this summer? I know it's been exceptional given the circumstances, but has this summer led the CTA or led you to look at the way this works in any way that might change going forward? Is there anything you're seeing this summer that strikes you as something that needs to be changed? Well, so what we've done in response to what's happening this summer is we've made sure uh, that our uh, the information that we're putting out is as simple and as clear as possible so that it's very easy we th we think it's much easier now for a passenger to be able to go through the steps of what needs to be done uh, in terms of resolving their dispute. So uh, I don't know if you've checked out our, our, our website, Ben, but we do have these drop down menus, these step-by-step, uh, -step, uh, a, a very directional kind of uh, website that really takes the passenger and guides them through the steps in as clear a way as possible. We've put out a new consumer-friendly document that in two pages kind of summarizes at a, at a high level everything the passenger needs to do with further links to more information if they want it. So we've tried to make it as clear and as easy for a passenger to follow as possible. Tom Ubin, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you, Ben. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.